0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: Hey, 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 Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's March 12, 2013. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. I have a great lineup of guests tonight. Tonight, this is our, our Queens Craft Beer Show. We've got Gloria Dawson, a writer from Time Out in New York. We've got Jen and Ben from the Queens Kickshaw. Hey. Rich from a new brewery, Bridge and Tunnel, and a special hey. guest from Manhattan, Gus Anton from Inwood Local. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. We have a great sponsor, GreatBrewers.com. You can learn about beer. Have any of you ever taken the Great Brewers 100 test? No, <laughs> I highly recommend it. Go to GreatBrewers dot com. They have they have a twenty test and a hundred tests, and, 100 tests, and uh, it, it you can kind of study as you, as you take the test. I think Gus, you should take. You, you, you've got a uh, a new bar up in the Inwood, yeah, up I in should. Northern Manhattan, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you, I, do, I should do, probably take it. Yeah, do you do any beer training with your staff or anything?
3: Um, no, pretty much the sales reps come in and, and we do tastings and they uh, you know describe all the flavor profiles and and all that and, with uh, the staff. Yeah.
2: Uh, ben, in, in Queens Kick Show, do you do any staff t- training or anything?
4: Well, we have uh, uh, four taps, and uh, we've never had the same beer twice, so we taste a lot of beer. So every time one beer kicks, another one comes on, so we learn a lot that way.
2: I said go to the greatbrewers.com com site. <laughs> Start off with the twenty test. It's it's really good. It covers a lot of think things. We should probably take some test. <laughs> all right. So that's our sponsor, greatbrewers.com and thanks to the Good Brew Seal. Queen's Kickshaw, you guys uh, might be in a Good Brew Seal one day. We hope so. You're a small, independently owned beer bar in New York City. We're crossing so, our fingers. Yep, and every year there's a whole new crop and that'll be coming up in the spring. And uh, people always ask me how do they get in? Well you don't get in, it's it's kinda like you earn it and uh, you've got to be open for over a year. You gotta be small, independently owned uh, craft beer. Bar, and last year we're up to 41. And there's every year there's new ones opening. In fact, the other night I went to a very interesting uh, bar called Torst, Ah. which uh, yeah was big news and big news in beer after uh, New York City Beer Week. It sounds like thirst in Danish, and there was a chef from Momofuku, a general manager from DBGB, consultants from Evil Twin and 12% Imports. And they really uh, raised the bar for beer bars in the city. But for many of us, uh, we we we've, we've got our favorites already. I mean, I really like Spite and Diva, I like Jimmy's Number Forty Three, and Queens Kickshaw. You guys really made it made a difference this year for New York City Beer Week. There were so many events that you guys did that really stood out. And Gloria Dawson's here. Gloria wrote a nice article for Time Out about all the great new uh, places in 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 Queens. So let's talk about Queen's Beer.
5: Yeah, um, there's so much going on. Um, we actually, we didn't have Queen's Cake Shop because they're, they're you know, they've been around for a few years. Um, but yeah, they're sort of started, I feel like, um, the trend of great restaurants, great, great beer. Um, there was three breweries and a b- bunch of restaurants uh, and a, the beer cheese shop, too.
2: All right. Well, tell us about your place, Queen's Cake Shop.
4: Uh, sure. Uh, Queen's Cake Shop. We're on Broadway right off of Steinway. Um, we, uh, we're a coffee shop, we're a beer bar, we're uh, a restaurant, uh, we're kind of all three, we wear a lot of different hats, and uh, that's, you know, of course, a, a challenge, but also, that's what makes it so much fun.
2: But during Beer Week, you guys, I noticed you had a lot of events, so you did stand out.
4: Yeah, for, uh, so I could tell you about the uh, the menu, if you like, we did for Beer Week, it was a lot of fun. Um <clears throat> we uh, basically... We, we paired the four different uh, uh, Queens breweries with four different courses, and then we also uh, took it a step further and included uh, uh, a part of the brewing process or the beer itself into each of the dishes uh, that, were, that were paired with those beers. So the first course was uh, miso mustard pickles, uh, which were uh, basically beer battered, but they had uh, brewer's yeast from single-cut beersmiths uh, uh, fr- from the bottom of their fermenters. Um, the second course was uh, uh, like a seared um, romaine hearts with uh, kombucha vinegar, Uh, and uh, what else was in there? Um, Skipping something. Uh, But that was uh, paired with a a one-off keg of uh, Lover's Saison that we got from Beyond Kombucha just for Beer Week. Um, And then the third course was a white bean uh, uh, and and, and beer stew, which was uh, served in a purse. Uh, It was cooked with uh, wort from uh, Rockaway Brewing uh, Company Scotch Ale, and uh, we paired that with the Scotch Ale, of course. And then finally, for dessert, we had uh, beer and bread pudding, which was uh, made with the uh, hazelnut brown which i'm drinking right now which is freaking delicious and it was paired with <laughs>
2: from R- rich beer. at bridgetown so rich i was out at your place uh, a few weeks ago yep. out in queens and i was really impressed at, at some of your beers and you did the launch in manhattan at jimmy's number 43 right. yep. but this Best hazelnut place? brown ale it's really uh, seems to be your signature beer right now
6: yeah I, yeah it's been a, a recipe i was sitting on for a while and uh just waiting for the opportunity to put it out there and uh it's gotten the reaction that it got when I was doing it as a home brewer, so um, yeah, I'm uh, pretty happy the way it's going.
2: Well, a little bit later, we're going to do more of an in depth interview with you and talk about how you got started. But Gloria, you're the you're the journalist. <laughs> Did a big story on Queens beer and beer bars.
5: Yeah, um, it was. Uh, it was really exciting because I'm I live in Astoria and um, I've seen lots of uh, interesting things happening. And um, I don't know. They don't. Uh, there's not a lot of reporting on. Uh, the restaurants and, and breweries um, and stuff going on in Queens. So it was really exciting. And I met with Rich. I met with the guys from Rockaway. I met with the guys from Single Cut, um, Astoria Beer Cheese. Um, let's see. The guy, Sunswick 35 is opening a new place. Um, it's open now, isn't it? Yeah, it's open now. Yeah. yeah Actually, op- open door in Long Island City. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it's really exciting to go and uh, check all this stuff out and I'll be in like within walking distance of my place. But well, do you have
2: any questions for our Queens guys?
5: um let's see um so what made you decide not to ever repeat a beer that's a really big challenge yeah it
4: started (laughs) off as a challenge uh, to do for just one year and then we would go back and have some of our favorites after that year but uh, we just kept it going because there were still so many more beers that we had yet to try and uh, of course uh, i think it's probably a little bit of a trend now that people have rotating taps and so uh it's not been much of a challenge to tell you the truth uh it's been harder to get lighter uh you know lagers and pils and uh colches and pilsners and things like that but um everything else i mean breweries are just coming out with so many one-offs and experimental stuff that now that it's it's been great to try everything
2: do so you haven't repeated one beer
4: uh no never th- technically no
2: <laughs> <laughs> and what do you have a question for rich our, our new brewery from new york city
5: uh, let's see. I mean, I, I did an interview with you, so I don't know. Um, when we talked, we talked a little bit about your plans of expansion and uh, kind of we're going now because you're a super small operation. It feels almost artisanal, I'd say, right. in style. but um, I, I like
6: to think I'm the smallest brewery in New York City right now, like real brewery, functioning brewery. Um, I think you might be right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
5: but yeah, you had talked a little bit about uh, thoughts of expanding. Um, is that is that happening or are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, you got such great reactions.
6: Um, where I'm actively looking for a bigger space. Um, you've you saw my space. It's uh, all of 150 square feet, but I wow. can extract every you know every inch I could get you know make it work for the brewery. So, um, but I'm kind of painted into a corner where if I don't get a bigger space, I can't get bigger equipment. Like, I I couldn't even expand right now to a three-barrel system. So, um, I was actually looking this weekend at a space that's 2,500 square feet. Um, it's a little scary.
2: Also, it's (laughs) in in Queens?
6: It's in Queens. Um, it's not exactly where I want it to be. Um, I'd rather be in either Woodside or Astoria. It's actually in Glendale, which is, it's like Glendale bordering Bushwick and Ridgewood, um, it might be off the drawing board by next week. I don't know. Um, but it's, you know, I want it to be, like, close enough that maybe people can come by train if they want to work in the brewery. Because there's been a lot of people that have offered to help me. And where I'm at in Maspeth, it's not it's not really accessible to public transportation like Gloria she came from Astoria which is my, like two buses yeah, in a train. It's my old neighborhood and I could have picked her up in 10 minutes and it took her <laughs> 2 hours to get there, you know. And that seems like everybody's in that boat, so I got to figure out what's going to work for people, you know, that want to come on and you know, make this a bigger brewery, you know.
5: Yeah, I wonder I think sometimes the biggest challenge with something so small is kind of keeping, you know, your unique hands-onness to your beer that really shows up and it's also your, you know, hand delivering your beer. Um, I think the, we're seeing, I'm seeing now, um, these really small breweries trying to expand and sort of going, you know, the growing pains of that. Um, mm-hmm. but I think just keeping your, your brand very artisanal is, is yeah. super important.
6: Well, trying to keep a balance with that too. You know, it's a question of, is, will it be a five barrel system or a 10 barrel system? Cause the bigger it gets, the less you have your hands on it. You know, I like going to the bars and, you know, growler filling stores and, meeting guys like Ben and, you know, really, and you, Jimmy, you know, coming down and climbing down the stairs with my kegs, you know, <laughs> I like it, you know. And
2: what what are we drinking right now?
6: It's the Hazelnut Brown Ale, Tiger Ice, Hazelnut Brown.
2: And how did you come up with that recipe? Uh,
6: years, years, ag- years ago, it was a, uh, I was one of my, one of the beers that I liked a lot that used to be, it used to be available at uh, Ma- Matchless over in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Um. Ba- and this is going back like seven eight years ago they used to have rogue uh hazelnut nectar in kegs which you never you can never find these days and um but back then he used to for whatever reason he was able to get his hands on kegs pouring beer okay <laughs> beers going around um so we used to go in my wife and i used to stop in there before we had kids and uh you know every friday and saturday we'd go someplace and matchless was always on the list because he either had the hazelnut or he had a baltic porter or something else cool and it just became a style that i wanted to experiment with and i experimented with it literally for about seven years and it was the one beer that i really was excited to do once once i got the licensing um but you know there's other beers that i'm excited about too you know so i mean it's just one which is unfortunate with say Ben that he has the rotating tap lines because he did you know like he sold a lot of it and I'd like to keep bringing it there but
2: we got to figure something else we sold out. Five
4: you know? kegs in one week, actually, in five kegs in five days. Yeah, so but I thought uh, how
2: how can you sell five kegs if you're rotating kegs all the time?
4: You no, know, rotating beers, so we never repeat the beer. So we kept that beer going as, until until uh, oh, beer was over. Oh, so you're not just over.
2: buying one keg at a time.
4: Uh, generally speaking one keg at a time, but sometimes two, but we won't go in between, you know go back and forth between beers
2: I see so you, you you're okay with getting you caught me in a lie
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. huh.
2: you know we're tough journalists here <laughs> all right now that makes sense okay. so you'll, you'll run with something you like and you'll keep it going, but then when it's out you won't go back uh
4: honestly, I've never bought more than two kegs of anything except for Rich's beer that's the truth.
2: <laughs> nice. So now exactly. you know, guys. It went it's so that. fast. Just you deliver yourself. A lot of You kegs know how at once. fast
4: they went at your bar.
2: I know. We 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 had two small kegs, and literally by the next day they were gone.
5: Did I you know. have the same the hazelnut? The I
2: stuff? did, and someone told me I drank one whole keg myself, <laughs> which I probably did. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ben. You guys, Queensboro. Yes, what this, this this isn't telling me anything about Queens. <laughs> I mean, so there's a couple bars in Queens, a couple small breweries. What else is going on in Queens?
5: Uh, okay, let's see. Um, I mean, it's everything is 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 pretty small. It's but it's I, I don't know if that's the great part about it. Um, it's uh, everyone's really supportive. I feel like everyone knows each other. Um, the uh, the other uh, brewery that's not here is the Rockaway guys, and they're out of Long Island City. Um, they actually started. Um, it's just as home brewers out in the Rockaways where they vacationed. Um, and they just bought a space um they're sort of doing similar you know very small operations similar to rich um and then single cut is sort of like the big player big you know comparatively of course they're quite small compared to like bud or something um and they've got like a they've got a, a bunch of different uh beers uh, rotating a bunch of different uh, they're they're actually showing up at a lot of different places um and they're you know full in they've got like a bunch of employees so they're sort of like an an interesting example of how to uh, upscale and still keep the quality and they're still delivering hand delivering so
2: what do you look for when you go into a bar in queens what what, what would make you happy in Um, terms of their beer lineup or selection or anything
5: let's see um i mean i like seeing local stuff of course um that's really exciting i mean for a while um i was uh excited about seeing you before I kind of knew about the local uh, Queen stuff, I was excited to see, like, a Bronx or something. Um, also, people who want to talk to me about beer. Um, I mean, that was the thing about, like, the story of beer cheese. They'll just, you know, if you have questions, they'll kind of talk to you for a while. They'll pair something. I'm really in- interested in pairing lately. It's a kind of exciting new field of uh, experimentation. Um, so someone who can suggest pairings is a uh, is a plus uh, so those were kind of what I looked for when I was uh, doing this story.
2: Rich, what do you like uh, you know you, you drink a lot of beer you've been making it for a while when you go out what do you look for like you know say you went to some bar you have never been into what would you look for with their, their beer selection
6: um, definitely local local beers um, I, I don't, I'm not really much for beer I mean I'll have craft brewed beer, but I like the idea when it's close. Uh-huh. Um, I think just the product is generally better, fresher. You know, it didn't travel that far. It's, you know, they were able to keep better controls over the temperature and whatnot. Um, So, I mean, and I'm more than willing to support somebody that's local. So, you know, and it seems that there's might be more of a trend now for beers to be marketed more locally, you know. So, I mean, if that is the trend, then I'm all over it,
2: you know. (laughs) Yeah, no, we, we've seen a big shift. I mean, even a couple of years ago, people weren't really asking for New York beers, but people come in. Blind Tiger says that Jimmy's number 43. Tourists come to town, they want to try New York City beers. So it's, it's, you guys are right on, nice. right on time, man. Yeah. And uh, Ben, I'm going to give you guys a toast, because when I first met you guys a yes. couple of years ago, I tried to talk you out of opening a bar cafe, and I know we right. met at a party and you're ah. enthusiastic. Well, I had to because it's the litmus test. You've got to really make sure that, that their heart was in it. And he uh, really follow the same in tradition. It. Yes.
4: anyone who wants to open up a business I, I try to scare them out of it <laughs> and see if they're still standing
2: but you guys on your site tell us your site because uh, you, you had cool photos of when you first opened and the renovations you did you have a really cool story you don't even remember do you
4: <laughs> it, it's kind of you know we, it, it was the time of our lives I mean it was so much fun building that place you know our hands were, were on every inch you know every square inch of, of the whole place building it and 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 honestly I mean that was so long ago now. It's, I mean, it's their fond memories, of course, and it's, uh, it's in the history of our Facebook page. But hey, you know, I, I want to do it again. I don't, I don't really look back too much All right. on that. I'll well, tell you what. <laughs> when we
2: come back from the break, you're going to come back and tell me about how you guys got started. And Then we're going to talk to Rich. He's going to tell us about he got started. We're we'll back in a few minutes
1: on Beer Sessions Radio.
4: Whoa,
2: awesome.
1: You're listening to Real Long Way to Go by Brothers NYC on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. dot which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today.
2: All right. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Thanks for that shout-out for greatbrewers.com, our sponsor. we got a good show tonight. We're here with uh, Queen's Craft Beer Scene, Gloria Dawson from Time Out, Ben and Jen from Queen's Quick... Queen's kickshaw, Queen's Quick Shaw, uh, Rich from Bridge and Tunnel Brewery, and a guest from Up up and Inwood, uh, Gus Anton from Inwood Local. All right, let's make a toast. We just had, had some of Rich's awesome Bridge and Tunnel, uh, Tiger Eyes, Hazelnut Brown Ale, which has been a real hit of, of New York City Beer Week, one of the smallest breweries in New York. He probably had the most popular beer uh, in New York City Beer Week. And now we're drinking. What did you bring, Gloria, from Single Cut Beer Single
5: Smoke? Cut, their. are um, their 18 watt IPA it's a uh, it's pretty hoppy, and it's uh, but it's actually pretty low ABV uh, which I kind of dig because I'm pretty much a lightweight so it's kind of nice to have a, a big beer that going uh, gonna knock me off a barstool so
2: <laughs> I think it's just right so um, Ben and Jen yes sir. tell us how you got started a little sure. backstory: sure. Queens I mean, kickshaw and Queens <laughs> Queen's quickshaw.
4: it's a long story but I, I, if I had to wrap it into a nutshell, It was trying to do as much as we possibly could on a really ridiculously, unrealistically small budget. Uh, We went way over budget and and had to, you know, put like $65,000 on our credit cards, which which we, you know, took out just for specifically in case we were going to go over budget, which we did. And, um, but the funnest part about it was just, uh, you know, designing the whole place ourselves and being there every single day and, you know, learning, learning how to do everything, how to you know, use the power tools and how to, uh, you know, do everything from sand to, to uh, you know, use the, the jigsaw and the, and the and all the cutters and everything. And, and to this day, it's been one of the most amazing things for uh, being a business owner, having built the place, now I know how to repair the place. So I probably saved, you know, many, many, many thousands of dollars just being able to fix little things that I would have no clue about before.
2: And so with you and Jen, what are your roles in the business? Do you uh, yeah, wear yeah, yeah, different we, hats?
4: Yeah, we wear different hats. I mean, basically I run the beer program and the beverage program and and uh, sort of guide uh the menu and 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 uh, do the training for for service and stuff like that. Jen handles uh, social media, uh, uh human resources, hiring, um, you know, like keeping uh up with uh <clears throat> uh with the media and and, and things like that.
2: And Jen, you want to talk?
7: <laughs> Hello. That that about sums it up. Um, we're a pretty good team actually. It's you know the the challenges of uh, being husband and wife working together all the time, um, but I think we complement each other really well because there are different things that we're good at, and so so we kind of make it all work.
2: And what is, what are some of the cool things about the neighborhood that you're in? Like other cool places to go? Where do you? Yeah, get I mean, I mean, a, a
4: story is awesome. I mean, there's so many things that are that are happening these days. A lot of new restaurants and new bars are opening up. Um, the, the the neighborhood is a really solid neighborhood. Um, I mean, I talk about this a lot, and it's it's you know, of course, this brings up larger issues of 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 uh, new restaurants and new and and sort of you know, cool things and hipster things and yada 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 and gentrification. And the thing is about a story. It's it's a really strong, solid neighborhood. It's you know, there's there's not a lot of turnover happening. Although, of course, it's moving in a certain direction, but much slower than other places like you know, like like Williamsburg or. You know the Lower East Side, um, and so it's exciting that you know all of this can still happen within the context of of a solid neighborhood that's that that that's not getting destroyed.
2: And then, uh, how did you guys get so involved in Buick this year? I, I saw Queens kick Show all over the place, she did a lot of events. and In particular, I know you guys tried to bring in all the Queens breweries. So was that natural for you, or had you been working on that for a while? Did people approach you? I mean,
4: there's a. I mean, th- we definitely have a strong sense of Queens pride. We live in Queens. Um, I was, uh, I was raised in Long Island City. Um, you know, we have a, a very strong sense of pride about, about where we are. We knew that we wanted to open a business in our neighborhood. And I think that that definitely you know, carries across. Our, our customers also really appreciate and see that. And uh, can you repeat the question?
2: <laughs> no. <but laughs> you go, you're getting somewhere. You're doing good now. All right. and Okay, on a typical day, what can I get at Queen's Kick Shop?
4: On a typical day? Well, I mean, we specialize in grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, Pretty soon, um, you're going to see a whole new menu at the Queen's Kickshaw. We've uh, hired a new chef uh, a few months ago, and he's just, uh, you know, kicking out some incredible, incredible stuff that we've been doing all these different pairings with. So, um, you know, we've been doing tasting menus for, like, New Year's Eve and for Valentine's, for Beer Week, for uh, uh, Cider Week. um, And we're going to continue with the pairings, of course, but we've got... uh, you know, a whole new menu coming out, and so that's really exciting. Brunch started recently, which is we're just you know kind of knocking it out of the park with that. It's wonderful. The the food's great, so you can get, uh, you know, in the morning you can get amazing coffee, especially coffee. Grilled cheese sandwiches in the afternoon, and at night we're we're specializing in uh, draft beers.
5: All right. And you guys have a great me- music scene going there. Oh yeah, you know, Friday right? nights yeah. we do
4: music. Uh, that's uh, once a week.
5: And one of your beer stories I really liked was from single cut. Mm-hmm. Was that what was your? It was the christmas eve we like that's a great doing story.
4: like fun weird you know kind of goofy off the wall creative events and one of them was uh, uh called walks and locks it was a uh, uh, christmas eve and uh, so we did a whole menu of of uh, basically uh jewish and chinese inspired uh dishes and uh, so we asked single cut before they were even open uh before they were selling beer if they would start uh by making a uh uh, something in that tradition for us. So the, what they came up with was a uh, Szechuan pepper corn matzah beer, nice. and that's what's and it's become one of their most popular beers as far as uh, from what I've heard. It, uh, they call it the Yan Olympic White Lager, and it, it's it's delicious.
2: Yes. What are you gonna do for uh, Passover? <laughs>
4: that's a great
2: question. I'm doing a cider dinner, just so you know. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yes. cider goes with Passover. That should be good. It's cider. <laughs> it's called cider cedra Seder. <laughs> Wonderful. That's wonderful. You're not doing anything special for Passover? We haven't thought about it you yet. You should.
4: We haven't thought about it yet. Come on.
2: I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that, we didn't, you know, that's the theme we didn't even pick. Who's doing anything interesting for Passover? Mm, yeah. It's not on your radar? I
5: got St. Patrick's Day i my radar. I'm doing
2: Then I'm <laughs> I won. Cider Cedar Seder at Jimmy's number 43. <laughs> okay, all right. Wow. Yes, af- I noticed af- after uh, New York City Beer Week, kind of like all the events just went flat. <laughs> the last two weeks, there was like not too much going on. Everyone's regrouping. So it was it was a lot of fun, I will say that. <laughs> and Rich, we're gonna we're gonna get to you now. So I know I know a little bit about your backstory. We we went out with some riders, we checked out what you were doing. And um you really just started as a home brewer, didn't you?
6: Yeah. I've uh, been brewing for about ten years, <clears throat> uh going on eleven. Um but, you know, most of those years were uh as a home brewer, um brewing out of an apartment, small apartments. Uh my wife and I were first living in a studio over in Long Island City and I was working a job where I had uh Tuesdays and Wednesdays off and a buddy that I was working with that he was a brewer and he kind of like tapped into something that I always wanted to do and he was like listen we both have bad days off why don't you get into brewing and I'll start brewing again and we'll bring beer in and that's that was you know like I said almost 11 years ago um and then I just it just, I just locked in with it, you know. <clears throat> Especially like the, I did extract brewing for like a couple of batches, and then wanted to try all grain, and then I just love the process, you
2: know. And uh. so where where did you first get your your good all grain recipes? Online, Are you reading any books like Charlie Papazian or anything?
6: Uh, actually, um, desi- there's a book out that's uh, it's called Designing Great Beers, which like really gets into the math. Of brewing and like you know with the days the bad days off like I just really just poured over this book and it taught like the, the math in this book makes it possible for you to just really sit down and work out your whole recipe you know with you know you have pen paper calculator you do it all you know and it's like the same the same methodology that you know, let's say like a beer Smith program or, you know, some of the software that's online would that mimic that it mimics. So basically I started off just doing it by hand and I, have I'm kind of refused to let go of that. So, but yeah, designing great beers. It's an older book. And I, in fact, I got it off, off of a bookstore on Steinway <laughs> that went under and another place came up in their place, but they used to have in the very back, they used to have like books that were like, uh, you know discounted, you know dead stock kind of books, and this designing great beers. It had a uh, a bent cover, and the guy was selling it for like <laughs> five bucks. It was a twenty dollar book, and I was like, I'll take that. You know, and awesome it turns out to be like my bible.
2: Yeah. Well, one thing I like about also having been to your brewery, you know, you're meticulous. I, I feel like that technically you're not making any mistakes. Right. And a lot of things you you made by hand or you rigged up. Whole system, pretty much built myself, um, which i'm
6: sure ben can relate to when you really get your hands into something and you start from the ground up and build it and then you see it working you know worst case scenario if something breaks you know how to repair it if it's not working the way it's supposed to you can tweak it and make it you know perform but that's how i've been finding the whole system so far i mean like like i said I built it myself and at first i was really like reluctant to put that out there but now that it, the more that I get exposed to other you know, now that I'm looking into possibly bigger systems, I realize that my little system is just a tight little system, you know, and it and it's been it's been working really well for me. You
2: know? No, I can I can tell and you haven't really made any mistakes. I haven't had a bad beer yet, which is kind of a problem with some new beers. Sometimes you get some off beers, you know? Yeah. What what's the other beer that you brought? The uh, stout?
6: Yeah I brought I brought the uh my stout. It's uh calling it milk and oatmeal stout. It's really a milk stout with uh Let's taste that. Yeah, generous. Uh,
2: and Jen from Queen, Queen's Kickshaw is <laughs> our sommelier today pouring yeah. for everyone. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
6: yeah so there's uh, lactose in the uh, boil and there's um, uh, oatmeal in the mash. Uh, I was trying to go for like kind of crossing both styles. And I'm just going to finish my beer so I can get some. <laughs>
2: And then rich too you're, you're not trying to make too many styles though, are they? you have you have a few beers that you're making right now you know like how many beers are you making
6: I would like i would I would like to make a lot of styles but um, I'm a one-man show right now and one of the things that everything everything for me is kind of like a triage uh, activity like what what can I do now that's uh you know going get the beer out and what can I fit in around it and one of the things I consistently find that I have trouble fitting around is going through the labeling process with the feds and the state. So that that's been the one thing that's been holding up my recipes, you know what I mean? So right now I have technically I have so five. Every
2: time you make a new recipe, you have to get it approved.
6: It's a it's a 40-day process. And I've only had the brewery going since September, so I have five five recipes officially approved. Um, the fourth one went into the kettle last weekend, which is uh it's going to be a black rye IPA. Um but that, that in itself has been slowing me up because, you know, it's a matter of do you sit in front of the computer and, or, you know, put this, get this paperwork together and mail it off and, you know, make copies and multiple copies and the whole bit. Or do you get in there and clean kegs? You know what I mean? And I'm just I'm trying to figure out how to push it forward and get the paperwork done. But that's so far, like I said, four beers have been, you know, officially produced, a fifth that I've, I have a labeling for but I haven't done yet. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm all I'm all for different styles. I have a whole bunch of recipes that I'm kind of itching to dig into, you know. But What's just, the fifth style? Uh, fifth one is going to be called uh, Redbird Express uh, Belgian Red IPA. Um, it's named after the seven train, the old Redbird
5: Seven Trains. You have some great oh, names wow. for your yeah, beers. well, it's got to be about Queens, <laughs> Good you know. Stories. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, here we go. There's the queen's pride.
6: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so you really the, you're the ultimate Queens brewer then. Cuz uh, you know, I funny, think you probably have the most roots in Queens.
6: It's funny. I have well, Ben Ben was born in Long Island City. No,
4: not born, just raised.
6: Okay. I was well, I was born in I was born in Maspeth. Um I spent I mean, admittedly, it's not where I wanted to end up because growing up in Queens back in the 70s and the 80s wasn't really a great place to be living. Um, So I kind of took initiative to leave. Um, I lived overseas for off and on for, I was away for probably a good eight years. And then I came back for family. But like once I came back, I've been back now for 13 years. But once I came back, all the New York thing just came right back. But, you know, no matter what it is, man, this is your home. And uh, I feel like Queens has always been kind of under-recognized. Meanwhile, there's so many things going on in Queens, most diverse borough you know, among the boroughs. I mean, that's, I mean, if, you know, anybody who likes traveling, they they, they dig that, you know, and I love it. Um, like, this place that we're at right now, it's just, I was just uh, talking with Gloria that we're, like, there's a wood-burning stove right outside. It's, a, it's spot-on to a, a little uh, tea house uh, in Nepal, you know, and, uh, I mean, like, where are you going to go to find this kind of stuff? I mean, I think, you know, the boroughs, you know, and as they're developing, I want to pay tribute to this whole place, you know. And, uh, so that's
2: that's why you call it bridge and tunnel.
6: Well, bridge and tunnel, you know, bridges and tunnels unite the city. You know, um, I don't really care whatever what other connotation they might the term might have. Um, for me, when I was a kid, it was a term that simply meant that you lived in the boroughs and that you commuted to the city to go to school or to a party, and that's what everybody did back then. And I went to you know I went to school in the city, you know. Come the weekends, I was always in the village, and you know what. I'm reclaiming the term. Um, I think right it, back then it was positive and <laughs> I, I, think
2: you, I think you're making a difference by making a good beer. Right you know? on. Yeah. Definitely. All right. And you, know, you can just be Queens and Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> cheers exactly. to you, man. All right. Cheers, cheers. Well, guys, this is cool. Yeah. And who can make the coolest sounds with their beer glasses? How about that? That's Ben. All right. Cheers to everybody! Now this this is a pretty intense show because a lot of you guys I've I've met recently, and uh, you know we haven't done a Queen show before, so well, there's know.
5: definitely good good stories going on. Lots of um, like just yeah, I think stories like like the one Rich just told of just people um sort of liking their neighborhood. I mean, same with like Rockaway, kind of had a um you know like a their you know their story is part of Queens as well, and um. I don't know, and it's nice to see. Uh, I think uh, like a lot of people would come for obviously like the Bohemian Beer Garden is like the sort of beer, but there's so many other places to go for good beer in Queens. So, what are a
2: couple other places to go in Queens for beer?
5: Um, well, Sunswick is is great. Um, Astoria Beer Cheese, uh, the Strand, Crescent and Vine. Um, probably forgetting some others. Uh, you've named
4: you've named most of them, but uh, of them? Uh, I think I just wanted to add what uh, you know some interesting piece of history. Basically, when, when Jen and I were, were, were opening up uh, Queen's Kickshaw while we were building, um, we, we discovered someone else sort of grabbed the name Kickshaw. So we sort of had to do a little research on, on our neighborhood to figure out if we wanted to name rename it something else, or, which is how we landed on the Queen's Kickshaw, because we really wanted to identify with the neighborhood. But in the process, we uh, we went to the Historical Society and... and um, Told them our story and what we were going to be doing, and they—they, uh, they, uh, I'm not a historian, so I'm probably going to bastardize this whole story. But basically, Astoria was a haven for uh, brewing and beer gardens uh, before Prohibition. So there's really, you know, if, if you had to say that there was a place in in New York City that you know, kind of you know, pulsed with the uh, with beer in the etheria of the streets and the history of, of the place, that would be Astoria. And so it was really surprising to me that there there are no, were no uh, breweries in Queens when we opened Queens Kickshaw and, and I'm very proud to say that now there are four.
5: Yeah, there's. Mm. I mean, it's a similar story in in Brooklyn and Manhattan too, but it's taken Queens a bit longer to kind of um, come back. Uh, I mean, even from prohibition. Yep. Um, but there were bottling plants, breweries that was really big.
2: Yep. Well, cool. Well, I'll tell you what. How about another glass of that bridge and tunnel stout? Right. We'll take a few minutes break. We'll be back on uh, Beer Sessions Radio. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio and the Heritage Radio Network. We're out here at Roberta's in Bushwick. Bushwick is right next to Queens. It's right next to Ridge, Ridgewood, Queens. Yep. So what uh, we're right we're right near Queens, honorary Queens, honorary, yeah. Queens. honorary <laughs> Queens, and uh, <laughs> you guys you guys missed a couple Queens uh, beer places. We were what?
5: saying Alewife, um, Long Island City, Long Island City. Uh, you know, of course, there's the new beer garden. You got you got it. I mean, if you're going to do a beer garden tour, you got to go to the, the old beer garden. So
2: usually we to tell to people it. to go to Good Beer Seal and check out places like Sunswick is is on on yep. Good Beer Seal. But is there any other site to, to learn more about Queens places? Um, so I know there's Edible Queens. I Heart, I heart Queens. Astoria
5: is another good website. Um, and then there's Borough magazine they make they do uh they focus on queens and uh mostly long island city and astoria so they're All both right. good uh, well, we
2: got a great story from rich about bridge and tunnel brewing and, and let's, we're still talking let's keep it going guys <laughs> this is cool everybody's starting to talk we got a special guest here gus anton he uh, was going to be a calling guest he's a fan of, of are you from queens gus no i'm not from you're queens, not no. but you're greek I'm Greek. Yes.
5: <laughs> Again, a lot honorary. of Greeks in the story.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, you, you've op- tell us. Just tell us what you do. You got some place in Manhattan up in Wood? Yeah, it's all the way uptown. Uh, a lot of people think it's
3: in the Bronx. Inwood Wood is at the very tip of Manhattan, um, and uh, we're pretty much a wine bar and beer garden. Uh, we've got about thirty or so seats in the back. We have an outdoor. Well, it's not. It's kind of outdoor. We tented it due to uh, the possible. Noise that might escape from people, kind of having a good time and drinking out into uh, a residential building that's behind us, and then in the front there we have um, about thirty plus more seats.
2: So, Gus, you're going to have a quick story with you because you're our our little studio guest here. But it says you have a limited beer knowledge, but you know enough to know that Inwood would need a place with a respectable beer list. So, what kind of beers do you have up there?
3: Uh, We've got uh, we've got about three of the Trappist beers, and we do sixteen rotating taps. Um, domestic, imported. Um.
2: Right. Yeah, but well, listen. Cheers to you! Th- cheers. Thanks for coming on. Just want to say a quick shout me. out. Um, you know, you're going to learn a lot about beer. Keep listening to us on Beer Sessions Radio. Absolutely, thank you. And um, for me. hopefully, <laughs> you've been up there, Gloria. So, yeah, sure. I went yeah. up
5: there for my my next piece for a timeout, um, and I walked in, and it's just it's just. It, it shows what Inwood is. It's just a great, diverse place uh, from the people, the beer, um, and it just you know, totally made me smile up there. And you've got two other places. You kind of are slowly kind of changing, I feel like, Inwood's. Uh, yeah. I- if you eat in Inwood, you most likely you're going to eat one of your places. One of my places, like. maybe,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, my dad had a place over on Dykeman Street uh, in the 60s, and he had it for about four 10-year terms. and then what after was it that, called? It was called the Cloisters Cafe. Yeah, anyone that's been born and raised in that neighborhood knows exactly where it was. Um, it's turned into a bank now, but um, he was there forever. And um, he still, you know, he tries to help me whenever I go food shopping. He'll come along with me. Um, he, you know, he's it's in his 70s now. but he's res- restaurant. Yeah, a long time, yeah. And what's the other place? Uh, the Garden Cafe is actually further north on 207th Street and Broadway. Um, yeah. And it's it's pretty much on the same block
2: as the beer garden. So Gloria, you, you have a timeout article coming out about
3: yeah Inwood.
5: some actually just uh, beer, gardens, uh, beer gardens sort of spring spring stuff going on. Um, but yeah, this was a, a little bit off the beaten path. But I walked in and it's just it just really fits with uh, with you know if people want to try a beers and you've got like a great deal on Fridays. They've uh, like an open for Saturdays of the first, month. Oh, yeah, for Saturdays, First
3: Saturdays of the month. Yeah, ten to one a.m. three hours. We do an open bar for thirty bucks, um, and pretty much all of the. the the drafts are available, um, a lot of the house wines, and then we do sake cocktails.
5: Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a really great, great space, and uh, yeah, just like a great piece of chill. Ooh.
2: It was all right. So that was our call-in <laughs> in-studio guest. <laughs> Came all the way to, to, to say hi, and we're going to see you again, Gus, because we know you're a rising star. Thanks a lot. Doing Thank a great you. job of Thanks for All having right, you. so back to Queens. Well, Gus, why don't you join in on this one then? Let's talk about Queens. So you said you've checked out some of the Queens bars.
3: Yeah, i um, Okay. Did you want me to mention? Yeah, which ones have yeah. you checked out? Well, I've actually been at the Kick Shaw uh, a couple times. I love
2: the place. I, so what do I you highly think, recommend you. it. How about this? Let, let's. He's going to tell us more about the Kick Shaw than the owners did. <laughs> okay, what does it look like and how big uh, is it? You, you walk inside and you never expect,
3: you know, what's back there. I thought it pretty much ended where the bar was. And when I first walked inside, I said, wow, where are they going to sit us? There's, there's nothing left here. And then the... You had a young lady that was a hostess at the ni- at, at, at during that that night, and um, she took us to the back, and there was a whole other room back there, and we were like, "Wow, very impressive! You did a, a great uh, job with the space." I know it's actually the beer garden that I have is the same; it's like kind of long and narrow. You've
5: got a similar setup, um, um, where you kind of walk in and you think, "Okay, that's it," and then you just keep and then there's a keeps ride, going. It's yeah, New York yeah. City; you, know, you get whatever yeah. space you can use. Yes, yeah.
2: and then w- did you have food there or did you have drinks? Yeah, we
3: had food and drink. Actually, we came in once for brunch, and then we just came in for drinks one other night.
2: And what did you think of the food at Queens Kick The food was great. Yeah, like my girlfriend had grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. And then I had
3: your uh, frittata, I believe it was, the, uh, the open face omelet. An omelet, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, did you have beer there? Yeah, I actually had uh, Rich's beer yeah. the other night, yeah.
2: Did you go there during New York City Beer Week? or you've been there No, I didn't. No, I was actually in
3: my own place, yeah. Yeah, it was a busy week.
2: So in Inwood, too, you were celebrating New York City Beer Week.
3: Uh, Well, actually, the um, first Saturdays uh, fell on that weekend, and so that's what we kind of went on with a bang in that night. And actually, uh, we did a Harlem Shake video, (laughs) and um, actually, the bartender, she uploaded it. It's quite funny, actually. We had a little accident. Nobody got hurt, but but you might want to YouTube that. (laughs)
4: Oh no, Cody.
3: And you have a website? <laughs> we have a website. It's uh, www.inwoodlocal.com.
2: So th- is this where all the real action goes on? You go up to Inwood? You go out to Queens? Somebody <laughs> I, I know exactly. I know you the know what's Bronx going on. too. Yeah, uh-huh. get, we got to get outside of here. What yeah. about Jen? Where do you go besides Queens Kickshaw?
7: Oh, man. Queens Kickshaw takes up all my time. <laughs> but we do, I mean, we love going out to other, you know, restaurants in the city and L.I.C., it's a little bit hard to get to, but we have a little scooter that we, we putt around in, so it's nice. Putt, putt, put, putt. <laughs> yeah, some great local restaurants in Astoria, too, that we love.
2: All right. Gus, where else do you go? Come on. Gus, you're in the Astoria? Guy here. In Astoria? Sure,
3: Astoria. Uh, as far as, like, what, any restaurant at all? Anything. I love the Greek restaurants that are out there. Uh, you got Stamatis. You
2: have um, Kiklades. Have you been to Ilias Corner? Ilias Corner.
3: Actually, to be honest with you, I've never been there. Um, oh, that's a good never, place. I've never been there, yeah. so You walk
2: in, there's all the fish on display. You can get it cooked any way you want. See, I am a big fish
3: eater, so I... Octopus. Mm-hmm. Greek,
2: not
5: big fish eater?
2: Yeah,
3: what? no. I don't, yeah.
2: No. <laughs> He's not really Greek. <laughs> We're going to get some bad, angry letters in from that community.
5: <laughs> so wait, th- there is one beer that you keep on tap all the time, though, the kombucha one you do, right?
4: Yes, we do always. Okay, oh, okay. Right. So mean, now I'm getting we're called out on another this. lie. Thank you, Gloria. So we have. <laughs> seven, that's why we have <laughs> a
2: journalist here.
4: <laughs> there are seven taps total. One is for uh, cold brewed iced coffee, which is technically not a beer, and that's on all the time. Uh, we have a, a, a dedicated cider line, and that's uh, always going to be cider. It's it's you know we, it's it's. Uh, Farmhouse cider, uh, almost exclusively. We we try to rotate it. Does it rotate? Yeah, we do try to rotate that, but it's you know there's not a lot of uh, cideries, so you know we try to rotate that between Farnham Hill, between Assball, between um, uh, what else? Uh, Harvest Moon, um, uh, Naked Flock. Uh, so we, we go back and forth between all those. Uh, there's a new one uh, that, that that we're getting uh, from Spain called Castañón, um, <clears throat> and then uh, the lastly is uh, kombucha, yeah. and uh, so. Uh, There's been a few different uh, versions uh, that Beyond Kombucha has come out with, which I should just go back and say that uh, we've been talking about Queen's Breweries. They were technically the first uh, brewery to come back since Prohibition uh, right before Rockaway and then came uh, 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 Bridge and uh, Tunnel and then Single Cut cut, uh, in quick succession. Uh, uh, Beyond Kombucha debuted in uh, December of 2011. Uh, with a uh, high alcohol or alcohol positive kombucha as they call it called Mavaroka, which is a maple vanilla So how many
2: how much alcohol <clears throat> is it? Uh
4: about 7% alcohol. So it
2: it is like it's a alcoholic yeah. kombucha. Yeah. Wow. So basically it's a kombucha. Never base, heard of that.
4: Fermented yeah. tea which is then goes through a secondary fermentation uh with, with sugar and yeast maple maple syrup actually and yeast and uh uh, so, actually, uh, I'm looking forward to tasting this with you guys. Did you bring some, today. You brought we brought some? some? We brought some kombucha. It's called Yes Love. It's a new thing. Uh, and uh, we've we've had it once. We had it for Beer Week. Um, it went in a day. So I'm very excited to have some more right now. Uh, and basically, Yes Love stands for Yarrow Elderflower Saison. Uh, so it's got Saison yeast. It's also got uh, the love means that it's uh, been uh, uh, combined with uh, lover's... Saison uh, sorry uh, yeah with Lover Saison as the uh, as the uh, the base so it's got uh, um, uh, love potion in there which is uh, uh, honey kombucha it's got uh, aphrodisiacs uh, such as Damiana um, Miura puama you for, <laughs> i'm literally rattling are, off everything are you, are you coming
2: on to me Ben? yes
4: <laughs> yes, <laughs> love. Me say yes, yes love potion. Potion.
5: but they're a great story of uh working with red tape because they were actually not allowed to um they had to get a liquor license uh because they had too much alcohol in their tea and instead they went full on and, and, and opened a brewery and just kind of uh took the red tape and kind of made a new business out of it which exactly. is exactly kind of cool. um yeah because you hear about a lot of people you know having problems with uh, New York State liquor laws, but they kind of made a good business. Let's, uh, well, let's, if you let's, remember,
4: actually, a couple years, or it was probably about three years ago now, uh, all the kombucha had to be pulled from the shelves of uh, Whole Foods, and it was because they were finding alcohol levels higher than 0.05%. And so uh, 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 Spiro from Beyond Kombucha decided to take it, you know, a, a new route and just uh, uh, accept the alcohol. No, and let's, let's go around the we,
2: we've got some good tastes here. Gus, Rich. Let's start uh, with Rich. What do you think about as a brewer? What do you think about this seven uh, percent kombucha?
6: That's uh, it's very interesting. I mean, I was um, it's very fine, very fine head, good head retention. Um, it's like a amber chestnut color. Well, keep um, in
4: mind also there's amber malt in here. It's also <laughs> brewed with. Uh, with santium hops, so I mean, it's it's it definitely crosses the boundary of yeah. between beer and kombucha. And
6: supposedly they, I, I mean, I know a little bit about kombucha. It uses uh, sp, uh, sp, scoby scoby yeast, the, yeah. it's a, and it becomes like a uh, like a circle, like a like a uh, like a, like a disc. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, a, padding, a mother it, when you're making vinegar, right. same kind yep. of thing. And then yeah. it reproduces itself. And but I'm I'm very surprised. I mean, my wife and I were. Talking about making kombucha for ourselves at home, we actually were buying bottles of Beyond Kombucha while we were still in the process of building the brewery, and we were always really compre- um, impressed with it. But I mean, it's kind of interesting the way it's fermented because it's very, very beer like. Yeah, one is sh- very beer
4: like. This yeah. is definitely
5: their look, like, feel like a crossover because the other, other drinks that I've had with them are, are mm. definitely have much um, more. I, I, I can't even describe it. It's like a the, the smell and 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 sour tart. and yeah. Yeah. It's
4: like, yeah. almost so it's like usually
2: the like typical kombucha. The tea, yeah. the tea base, the fermented. Exactly. It, it t- this
4: one's much
6: it's more like beer-like. a Gateway to we,
5: kombucha. We mm-hmm. found
6: a lot of the. They're um, usually it's like kind of like uh, champagne like, you know. Mm-hmm. This, I was cu- I'd be curious what they use to ferment this. Um, if it's a SCOBY, it's very interesting and uh, definitely, definitely definitely tasty. It's De- great.
5: You should you should go there. That's definitely one of the more unique breweries you go to. You don't usually hear like uh, yoga music playing in a brewery, and uh, there's like Buddha sculpture. It's uh, it's pretty cool. So it's w- a where is the space. brewery? It's in uh, it's in Astoria. It's actually just a few blocks away from you guys. Just one right?
4: block away from yeah. us. It's on uh, Steinway and and uh, the next block down from Broadway.
5: And
2: what does a kombucha brewery look like? Does it look like a soda shop, a soda factory, a, a, um, a brewery? Yeah, I mean, it
5: just—it looks like a, a small brewery. They just happen to have, um, you know, the, it's fermenting longer, so it's like cloth-covered um, barrels, um, and you can see, like, you see the fermented. It's, it is those rings. It's um, a little different looking, but some of the, the fermenting tanks are, are fairly similar in some ways. So.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. So you guys afford the only time everyone anyone's ever asked me to put kombucha on draft is someone that doesn't want to drink. So I've said no to that, but yeah. this is but, a whole different thing.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's a completely different thing, and it's you know, it's, it's one, it's high in alcohol. Two, uh, it's not. It's very atypical. This particular one is atypical of most kombuchas in that it's not gluten free. A lot of people think of a, of a kombucha as being gluten free, but this has amber malt in it. So,
2: wow. So you have these three special lines, and you have four lines of beer, and then four lines of beer. All right, Gus. What do you think about the alcoholic kombucha? At uh, this point of the session, I'm I'm pretty much uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> very close to toast, <laughs> but it's, it's very effervescent. I mean, I wouldn't uh, expect this to be anything but tea related. Uh, definitely very close to a beer, very fruity, uh, good head on it, and um, wow, I mean, it's it's uh, I like it a lot. All right, yeah.
2: cool. Well, cheers to Beyond Kombucha. So that's cheers. a pretty good little cross section of uh, of Queens. Today on the show, Rich, tell us, tell us a few more things. I mean, you, you're from Queens, and you're really probably one of the best brewers in Queens right now. Oh man, thank you. I can say that.
6: Um, I appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. Um, I can second that. Um, oh god, <laughs> the pressure. Um, I would say I'd, I'm if I'm going to speak for myself, I'd say I'm the smallest and scrappiest brewer right now in Queens. Um, definitely the underdog. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean. You know, like I said, been brewing since, uh, professionally now, if you want to call that, since September, and, uh, process is slowly getting easier. Uh, initially in the beginning, it was like, uh, you know, getting the system to work for me, and I took a lot of injuries in the beginning, which, you know, in my, the way I see it, if, if, uh, you know, if you get a good story out of it, then it's worth it. So, uh, maybe that's the Irish side in me, but, uh, you know, like I, I got hurt a lot. You know, and it was kind of uh, every injury. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm still standing. You know, let's let's uh, keep going, and I'm going to laugh about it later. Um, like I did the first uh, homebrew club that I uh, that I spoke with was uh, guys over in uh, Greenpoint, uh, the Brooklyn Bruisers, and uh, I went there and uh, like my beer was just like so young. There was the the. The hefeweizen that was actually—I'm sorry—the dunkelweizen was uh, like in the fermenter, so for a short time, and I like kind of like forced out a keg so I can get a sample for these guys, and uh, headed over there with the, you know, the stout and the hef and the dunkelweizen, and um, and, like the whole time giving this presentation, and uh, meanwhile I had like a second degree burn on my ear from—and you guys saw the way my kettles are—they're kind of like different heights and stuff, you know—the boil kettle is like right eye level, you know, so uh, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting easier and, uh, just trying to move forward with it and, uh, get more styles out there, you know, and, uh, keep it, keep it basic, you know, like,
2: uh, all right. Yeah. Well, cheers to you and cheers to everybody here today. Uh, we're going to do a quick wrap up. Uh, Gloria, anything (laughs) else you want to say before Uh, we close out?
5: No, I think everyone should come out and, uh, try all different, uh, drinking opportunities in Queens. There's, uh, tons of, tons of choices. All
2: right. Jen? From Queen's Kickshaw, anything um, coming up at at Queen's Kickshaw we should know about?
7: Uh, yeah, actually, we're turning two years old uh, on March 28th, so we've got some stuff planned. We have like a crazy, awesome lineup of anniversary beers, both uh, that are going to be both on tap and uh, in bottles. Um, and again, we're as Ben mentioned, we're debuting a new dinner menu, so look for like sort of a preview on that too. And then some live music and just you know a good time, like a toast with all of our, all our right. guest customers. And Ben,
2: what's your favorite beer right awesome. now?
4: I just wanted to make a shout-out to uh, Big Alice Brewery. Oh, yes. We never never tasted them. anything from them, but I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with. They're a new one on
2: the horizon. A new one in Queens? Yeah, Long Island, Another one, uh, uh, in, Long Island yeah. City. Rock on. Yeah. And Rich, just to give a quick shout-out, anything you're doing uh, Bridge and Tunnel Brewery?
6: Yeah, well, I'm going to have some uh, IPAs coming up. Uh, I got uh, want to work on something with uh, maybe the sequel to uh, Angry Emil. Uh, I'm thinking Angry Ingrid. Uh, might might get uh, maybe one of my uh, female fans on the tap handle, you know, the angriest woman that we can find.
2: Oh, you do great tap handles, too. Yeah, cool. Awesome, man. We're, we're going to be back and talk more about that. And, Gus, anything going on up in Inwood? Inwood Local. Actually, for St. Patrick's, if you guys are in the neighborhood,
3: we're going to do $5 pints all day on Sunday.
2: All right. Yeah. And hey, thanks again to our sponsor, greatbrewers.com. Uh thank you for joining us tonight. Here on Beer Sessions Radio, I'd like to thank everybody. We got Gloria, Ben, Jen, Juan, Rich, and Gus for joining me here. On the Heritage Radio Network, I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers. Jack Inslee, Brio O'Connor, and our Engineer Joe Galerada. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio.